Did he get up? I mean, of all things to say. What? What? That family picnic sometimes. Get you more than just potato salad. Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. My co-host Mike Davis here in the Bojangles studio. It's Dirty Air. It's Ass Jr. It's Tuesday. It's April 25th. And it's 2023. And it's episode 440. Tomorrow, Tony Stewart's our guest. Going to be excited about that tomorrow. But today, we're going to talk about my week. Oh, well, you got a week to talk oh, about? So, all right. So... Mike has, let me just let everybody know, because I know this is probably the first thing on everybody's mind. Mike has not went to cryotherapy yet. Um, it's not even the first thing on my mind. Not yours, everyone else's. I know. So, you. okay, everybody, I know you're disappointed, uh, but we're going to get him there. We're going to get him in that box. We're going to get him to come back and explain to us his experience in uh, minus 140 degree temperatures for three minutes. Um, but moving on. I went and tried something else. So, I, you know, great experience with my wife at the cryotherapy, the ice bath, and all the things we talked about last week. So she goes to these little exercise classes with her girlfriends. And one is called core. So basically it does from the knees to the shoulders, they, they, they work on everything for an hour in this class called core. They have a hot yoga. I've never done yoga but they do this hot yoga and 104 degrees or whatever in the room. I don't know what it is. Hot. Yeah, sounds awful. So um, <laughs> I'm going to try that. I haven't done that yet. But I uh, went to core. I, Amy says, I got a core class at Mon Monday. Uh, do you want to go? So yesterday, me and her went to core. We're getting ready to go. And she's like, we're going to be late. And they locked the door. Like when the class starts, doors locked. You don't, you don't come in late. Yeah, well, I would liken this to a hostage situation. So I'm far, sitting so. there, I'm sitting there trying not to hope the door's locked. Have you ever done that? So, I'm, have I ever tried to? Not? I've no, no, no. I have gotten myself. I have promised to go do this privately to myself. I really think I might have made a mistake. She says that we may get locked out because we're running late, and there's part of me going, "Damn I it!" I hope we're locked out. Don't, don't hope we're locked out because if we're not, then you're going to go into this with even with a terrible attitude. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going. Initially, I was like, "Yeah, I hope we're locked. Hope we're locked out." No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't hope <laughs> the you're, conflict. Don't, don't get hope. Don't, don't get hope that you're not going to do this because then when you get there and you get to go in, you're gonna, you're gonna let out gonna, an audible disappointment. That she's I'm going to have gonna wasted. I'm going to have wasted this entire drive there, not wrapping my brain around the idea of doing this damn thing. So don't. Wait, don't don't hope that this ain't going to happen because when you have to go in there and do it without getting your mind wrapped around it, you're really screwed. Anyways, we get there in plenty of time. There's about, let me line this up for you. There's about 10 tables in this room. Well, they're not tables. There's 10 machines, and they look like glorified rowing machines. Okay. And basically, you... You'll put your elbows on a fixed pad and then your knees on this part of the machine that can move back and forth. And you basically do a sit-up on all fours. So you're pulling your legs to you. Then you stretch back out into a, into a push-up position. And then you 
pull your legs to you in a squat position. Oh, right, right, right. I got it. All right, you. so yeah. there's, and this shit is freaking hard. It's uh, it's a little it's a little dark in there, which is probably good. Uh, it's got a lady that's a class instructor walking around, kind of kind of hollering at you instructions about your form and and cheering you on and all that. All right, and she's telling you what the next move is, which I don't understand any of these moves. I don't understand. I'm watching other people get in position for the next move, and I just mimic them. And uh, it's all females. Amy did say there's some guys that do come, but they didn't. She said she saw Michael Watchman in there one time. God. Bless so uh America. <laughs> I'm in there doing these exercises. Okay. And the first five minutes is so hard. We're doing <laughs> uh so I'm laying I'm on my right side, elbow down in a plank position. Yeah, you're doing a side plank. Side plank. Right. And uh it's hard. Well, I'm sure it is. You're probably waking up muscles that have been Dude, hibernating since you damn like right. the 90s. My body's like, what in the hell are we doing? What is this? Stop. Stop doing this. We were sleeping just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, man, I'm, it's a 55, 50-minute class, and I'm five minutes in, and I don't think – I think I'm going to have to take a timeout. <laughs> on, on, am I going to have to take a timeout on every move? In front of everybody. In front of everybody. And I look over at Amy. She's fine. I look she at I, she, yeah. she with that we're we're also there with a couple of her other friends. They're fine, so I can't time out. So we moving on, and I got about halfway through this class, and and that one move where you're 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 in a you're in a push up position, and then you pull your knees toward you on this row machine. Your elbows are your arms, your mm-hmm. hands are in a fixed position on a pad that doesn't move. And your knees and feet move, right? Yeah, it's kind of like mountain climbers or oh, something God, like that. Oh, God, yeah. awful. Yeah, they're hard. <sighs> so I, there was uh, midway through the class, I had to look and see when the teacher wasn't looking. I took a little break. All right, I cheater. <clears throat> cheater. I did. And I, dis- I was disappointed. I was disappointed in myself. Were you, though? I cranked it back up, though, right around minute 40, all the way to the end, no breaks. Did all, those, did all the activities without having to stop or, or cheat. And so uh, my body is sore from head to toe. Right now. Right now. And uh, I got up this morning. I'm proud of myself, though. I got this app, and it has these little seven-minute warm-up, get up in the morning and do – it's like stretches and and, and some core work, some push-ups, some sit-ups, crunches. But it's all this stuff in like seven minutes. I got up this morning and I did that. I'm kind of glad I did. Kind of loosened me up a little bit. But anyways, yeah. wife is super proud. Good. We get out of there and her friends are texting me. Way to, way to be a man. Mm. Love that you went to this to this workout with your wife. That was awesome. The girls that were in there with us working out are texting me. Going way to be a man. Started to feel like Amy was encouraging these people to give you motivation. Maybe she was. I liked it still. I Even bet you did. None, you know, it's all the same to me. <laughs> did, so, the, did the drill instructor send you a text saying way to go? She didn't. But no. if she had my number, I'm sure she would have. <laughs> Mike, Amy, I, I, I was like, Amy, you're, I, I felt pretty bad about like having to take a couple breaks. Didn't, you know, didn't kill it, right? She's like, no, no, you did great. Your first time. She's like, I, I had to take a bunch of breaks my first time. It's hard. I looked down on my machine. Right? There's springs on this thing to make the tension st- stiffer or weaker. 
I look on Amy's machine. She's got two springs. Everybody else, two springs. I got three springs on mine. It's so, harder. So it's harder. Yeah. Well. Which, of course, I'm... I'm, I'm You're a man. Well. You better have three I springs. I wanted the same machine. <laughs> I know you did. I'm so I was like, okay, can, three... Can, three can, you, can you reduce it to three, one spring three by any machi- Yeah, three <laughs> machines made me feel a little bit better about myself. But anyways, dude, it's shit's hard. And I told Amy, I said, and they drive an hour to Charlotte to do it. They get up, drive an hour to Charlotte to do this to themselves for an hour. I was like, couldn't you find something closer that's as tough or strenuous? Um, but no, I, I would. I, I told her I was honest. I was like, man, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to be motivated to get up and go do this on my own. Yeah, I might go back down there with her, and I'll probably probably have a tough time with it again. But anyways, I'm only exposing myself to this. For you, Mike. Why? Because it's good for the show. I'm, well, you're doing it for the show, then, not for me. You're doing it for the show. You're, you're my. Are you trying to motivate my, me? You're my co-host. Are you trying to motivate me to do this? You're never going to go do this. You're right. I'm not going to do the cryo thing either. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not doing it. You are. I can't tell you how I'm not. I can't tell you how much I'm not going to do it. I'll tell you what. I will do it. I'll never say never. I'll do it if you run a dirt race or if you go hike the Grand Hell, Canyon. That's or not something. even the same. Right. I'll it's hike the things Grand that you don't want to do. I will. But won't do. I'll hike the Grand Canyon. That's okay. That you got a deal. All right, go um, hike the Grand Canyon. No, I'll, no, no. You're I'll, gonna cryo first. No, because I'm hiking the Grand Canyon sometime in my life. No, you aren't. So yes, I'm not doing the cryo Mike, thing. You're doing it, it. It sounds awful. People, can y'all not help me? No, they're get, not gonna help you. Get Mike to understand that he needs to do his part. Like you're literally doing not none of your part here. Did you just appeal to the audience? Yes. Oh, stop! That's cheating. We do have people listening. You did. I, hope. I know, and you just tapped into their ta- tapped into their weaknesses. You're not you're asking carrying them to do your something. part of the load here. I'm going to remove myself from Twitter for a week. <laughs> so anyway, I, 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 look. Hey, I, I am proud of you. I like to hear your stories. There's things that I do that you don't do. So. Why can't we just have a couple things that we share with each other, but we don't ask each if other to do If there's something them. that you think I would not if there's something that you think I need to do that we could come on this show and talk about, let's freaking do it and don't make that sorry-ass excuse. You're going to do cryo. I'm going to get the damn thing set up. You're going to go over there. Even if I have to go back in the damn box. You'll do it with me? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll do it in the same day. I'm not going to do it unless you do it with me. Physically in the same box. I mean, I tell you what. That's weird. I, maybe As weird as it is. It's that's tight how, in there. That's how much I don't want to do it. It's tight in there. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to control your, you have to control your shaking. See, this you is can, what you're you going to want to do. You can shake into me. I don't want you bumping into me, man. You're putting me into, uh, into this uh, situation where you're going to want to take a camera. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't you? No. You're not? I mean, we'll probably would want to get a little video of you before you step in there. Hey, Mike, let me talk about this. I was videoed walking up to the door, right? Great. We, we got a great authentic reaction. I would want to, to get your frame of mind before you go in. And, and obviously, you're going to give us all of that you know, great material on exit. You, you, we don't have to video anything in that moment, but you can come to the table and say, good grief, what the hell, that was awful. Or whatever your experience is, right? I just want you to do it, man. Come on, you're doing it. All right, so um, 
Has are, it, you're I'm not going to ask me to do core, though, are you? Nah, you'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never do core. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm offended. Well, the reason, wait, wait, the reason, I guess the reason why I wouldn't ask, to do, ask you to do core because it's an hour drive up there. It's an hour class. You got to, you know, it's 45 minute one way. I wouldn't. I, that's too much to ask you. Uh, we, we have worked out together. I mean, we've we done have, this stuff. We we've have. done core we have. together. And you remember? All right. It was awful. It is awful. <laughs> we um, didn't do it again. We didn't do it again. Well, we did it for a week. That was every day. We did it a week until somebody said, "You're working out too much. You should probably take a break." And we took a lifelong break. We're still on break. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyone else do any core? I do it a lot. All right. We got we got us a core expert and, in here. And if it helps, I I have a uh, triathlon on Saturday. Yeah. I'm thinking I might do the cryo afterwards. You probably should. Yeah. If there's any time, is there ever? If a there's time, any time to try, if there's it. ever a time for cry cry cryotherapy then after a triathlon would be probably the time hey you know what i had so much fun with amy telling us her side of the story do you think she'll come on and tell us about core she probably will i think she'll do a better job than i have done telling telling every I, i'm you know i don't know nothing about this stuff i go in there and we're i'm working my guts out my form's not all that great uh i feel like crap now in terms of my my muscles are all mad and sore uh, maybe I should have did some cryo after that. Dang, missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, has anybody listening done core? I mean, pro- I don't. I don't know how popular this is. It's a very small class, so I'm assuming it's kind of like this little niche thing. But uh, you've done. It. Yeah, I've, I've taken a few classes about before, that? but how um, hard was the first class? Yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy. But now, now I just kind of do my own like what you like what you said that little seven minute just rotation yep. i'll do that as like a pre-workout type of thing have you ever done hot yoga i've not done hold hot up yoga. hold up no, 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 no. <laughs> that that little thing at seven minutes is now the workout there ain't, no, ain't no damn pre-workout that is now the workout <laughs> that's all we're doing <laughs> so um hey you, uh, you wait, know, wait, wait 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 before you move on is there a chance that you're gonna go do this hot yoga hell yeah you are? Yes. I want to do the hot yoga before I, before the core. The core sounded hard, sounded miserable. It was. But I think the hot yoga, I've never done yoga. I can't not live my life and not have tried yoga once. You have done yoga The once. hell I have? I've never done yoga. Never done a single yoga. If I was doing it, I didn't know it. <laughs> if I was doing it, I didn't know it. Didn't you ever watch a Danica Patrick video and say, I'm going to try this with nobody watching? No. <laughs> like, okay. I stand done. on your head and, you know, mount like a tree. I haven't done that, does. Mike, but um, <laughs> I haven't done that. But you've done some yoga in your time privately. I've done yoga. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about it? Yeah, just, you know, it, I don't see the point. Okay. Well, I need to go and experience this myself. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to do it. If it's. You know, if it's worth chatting about, we'll chat about it. But yeah, I think we should get Amy to come in here sometime this week, talk about core. And um Oh, freaking A. Um, I bought one of those guitar buddies. So a good uh, guitar buddy is that little thing has red, green, yellow, blue button on it. You mount it to your guitar. A boo button? Blue. Oh. You mount it to your guitar and um and you it kinda teaches you how to play. Mashing one button will actually create a you know, a chord for you, like E minor or something like that, right? Okay. And so instead of using three fingers to create that chord, you just mash the button and it's and, it, and strum the guitar. I've never learned 
how to play the guitar and I've always wanted to, I know that there are absolutely probably better ways to go about this process. But I got the guitar buddy because it was relatively affordable. And I said, what the hell? I see these commercials for this thing all the time. Um, and I played my first song last night. What was it? In f- well, my family was upstairs, so I got the guitar, I tuned it, and started trying to, you know, I'm reading this book that comes with this thing, and I'm starting, and it says, okay, get ready to play your first song. Here you go. It's two chords, the red, blood, the red button and the blue button. <laughs> I listened, I watched a video of somebody play this song on YouTube so I can understand the cadence and the uh, pacing, right, of the, the words to the chords and all that. So I start playing it. And Amy and the kids come downstairs. Obviously, the girls are curious as to hell. You know, what the hell is this sound? I've never heard this before in the house. And they come down there, and by the time, you know, five, ten minutes down the road, I've played this song badly, very badly, uh, about three or four times, and finally got to where, like, audibly it made a little sense, and then they, they enjoyed it. They danced a little bit. Right. Yeah. Are you, but what are we talking about? Thunderstruck? Freebird? What do we got? What's going on here? What are you uh, playing? A song called um, uh, it's uh, old fo- it's it's an old folk song. Um, Tom Dooley is the name of it, and you'll never yeah. I mean that's nothing nobody knows. So I didn't so never I'd never heard of this song. So the girls though think you really just played this whole guitar thing, right? Or they, like they, I'm they, they I'm doing pre- it in front of them. But you're saying you're doing a two-button guitar playing, right? Two chords. Two, two chords. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guitar buddy basically does the job of three fingers with one. And so... I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, as I'm trying to understand just physically how to strum a guitar, like picking a guitar up and strumming all the strings properly is not, a, is not something you just naturally do. Mm-hmm. How to use your elbow wrist and all that to make that... The strums, you know, similar one after the other after the other. It's not easy to do. And you hit the <laughs> strings coming back up sometimes accidentally and not you don't get all six going down. You get four, you get three, you get five. It's a damn mess. Um what's so funny? I this this whole new this whole lease on life thing that's got you got going on, I don't know if Amy I I I, I find it fascinating yeah. and uh and interesting. Yeah. But in the last two weeks, you've done cryotherapy, you've gone to high, or you've gone to uh, core training, and you've strummed a guitar so your so- your kids could dance. I don't know who the hell you are anymore. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? I don't know. What? I like it. It's awesome. It's like you're trying things new. Yeah. You never used to do that. <clears throat> no. You hated that. You hated new. You hated change. Yep. Just ate the same damn meal every day. I did. Brats. Yeah, well, we had Taco Tuesday, Taco Friday, brought Saturday, brought Saturday. Yeah. Um, Anyways, good for you. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Keep so, working on it. We might I hire told, you for the Dirty Mo Media Christmas look, party. I bought the damn guitar, buddy, <laughs> six months ago. Tuned the guitar and never touched it. So I literally, it took me six months to pick the damn thing up again to well, play one song. So don't get your hopes up. You're on pace to play. Old McDonald had a farm by the time you're eighty. That's right. So, somebody was saying something on social media the other day about, you know, steak. 
Somebody on somebody was on somebody's on social media, and there was a conversation, and steak comes up in the conversation. It's not important how we got there. Okay. All right, but I said I'm leaving that steakhouse if they don't have any A1 sauce. Like if they don't have A1 to put on the steak, I'm up out of there. Specifically A1, not just steak sauce, but A1, A1 steak sauce. A1. Mm. Well, that's hardcore. And I've, this has happened before, and I don't get it. So people will say, people will say, respond stuff like, um, I've never imagined you were that guy. Mm. Or if you need A1, they can't cook steak. Mm. Homemade steak sauce is always better than A1. These are replies that you These got. These are replies. Come on, Dale Jr., if the steak's good enough, you don't need it. And good steak doesn't need A1. I mean. Wow. That's, they, that's pe- overwhelming. Pe- people think I'm putting A1 on my steak because the steak's weak. Maybe I just freaking like A1 sauce. And Heinz 57 is not a substitute. Hmm. And homemade steaks, homemade, the homemade stuff, while I'm sure some are good, it's a risk. You don't know. And when you get it and it's not better than A1, you're damn disappointed, which happens more times than not. I like A1 on a steak. I don't give a damn if it's the best damn steak I'm going to ever eat. I want A1 on it. Why can I not have that? Listen. Why are people so damn hard-headed that... Well, they may not be the ones that are hard-headed. Well, let me just say, why are people so hard-headed that it's a good steak, don't put on it? Better not put nothing on that steak, it's too good. What is that? Listen, I'm trying to work this out in my head here, and I'm trying, and I want to be on your side on this because, look, free country, put the dig-up steak sauce on anything you want. You yeah. put it on, you know, put it on whatever. Put it in a salad, for all I care. Everybody's weird. Huh? Everybody's got their oddities. However, Dale... I don't know. There does seem to be some some element of juvenile on putting steak sauce on any steak. Like it's like like the, in the same way that, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I'm not even okay. saying I'm happy about this, but in the same way that like if you went to a Ruth's Chris and ordered a hot dog, there's something juvenile and and and, and childlike of that that putting a one steak sauce on a like a high-end steak, especially if you're doing it in a backyard, all grilling right, out, do it all day long. So if you're put, so if you go to a very upscale restaurant and order a hot dog, you you're you you're you're you probably shouldn't put mustard and ketchup on it. Um, however, there, there's an element of people that'll also have a big opinion about that as well. Yeah. Like you know, like Chicago people, if you put ketchup on a hot dog. You know, you might you might as well I, be banned from the city. In my mind, Andrew's shaking his head. He's a Chicago guy. Let me let me. In my mind, you know, I everybody can everybody can prefer their steak however they want, right? If you don't like steak sauce, or would rather try the homemade side, or like Heinz fifty seven, or nothing at all, fine, that's no problem. But don't tell me you can't put that on there. That's, that ain't no good steak. That must be a shitty steak if you got to do that. That's what I don't like. I like A1. I I will. I would be tempted as a kid to walk into the kitchen and drink straight out of the bottle. It was so good. <laughs> hey. You just answered your question on who's the weird one in this whole thing. All right, so 
A1 on a steak is like barbecue sauce on ribs. It's like it, they go together. Mm. God, That's the way I, it is for me. I just don't me. know if I can go that far, though. I, you know, oh, man. I, I understand that. Look, that, I could. I, I love a great steak. Take me, to, take me to the best steakhouse ever and put the best steak in the world in front of me. I'm going to eat it and love it. But there will be a side of me that is disappointed that there is no A1 as part of this meal. What do you say about uh, the, the people that says you ordering A1 for a steak is an insult to the person that made the steak? Because I think that that's fair. People like, you know, I like don't a, get a, that. a high-end chef, if you order probably even any steak sauce or ask for steak sauce. I've done this in a restaurant. Um, you know, my wife used to be a travel writer, and she would, you know, go and critique in all these, like, high-end, high-scale yeah. restaurants. They We ordered steak. I asked for steak sauce, and I got the look. Yeah. I don't – I think that's um – I think it's petty. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's petty. Like, I want to eat some steak sauce. Get, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't want to be ashamed to ask for what I like. That's fair. Look, I got you. All right, well, look. So where do you net out on this? Is it? Is it are, are I think you, I'm clear. Are, are you, uh, you're just going to stay on. <laughs> I don't think there's any question. You're just going to stay on, on, the, uh, on, on the A1 path. Until I hear a valid argument of why I should not absolutely ask for A1 steak sauce at a restaurant when I mm. order a steak. I mean, I need a better example other than, oh, it's insulting to the cook. Or, okay. I mean. So feelings don't matter, all right. So. I guess, oh, man, man, is this is this baked potato so damn good I can't put butter on it and it's going to piss somebody off back in the kitchen? <laughs> good. Th- th- that's am, a good am, point. Am I, yeah, anybody going to be offended with a little salt? If I had a little salt <laughs> to my meal, I'm sorry. That's funny. It came out of the kitchen. It's ready to yeah. eat. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I like A1 steak sauce on my baked potato, by the way. Damn right. Have you ever done that? You know, yeah. Yeah, so, of course. Uh, Who am I asking? It, of course he's done that. Hey, in it, that happens, I think, inadvertently at some point anyways because it's all on the same plate, right? And so the A1 steak sauce becomes part of the, you know, the, 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 the potato at some point. So you, right. you then learn in that moment, like, oh, this ain't too bad. I'll put right. this on there to begin with. Let's just get that started right away. God, I'm out of A1. I want some now. Damn. <laughs> so good. I think it's the vinegar. Like I like a lot of things, like pickles and and all kinds of things with kind of a vinegar base to them. Uh, buffalo sauce. I'm 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 all in that. I li- I live in that in that sort of you know food group. I remember back in your racing days, A1 came out with teriyaki flavor, and you went on a. Sh- forgot about that. You remember that though? Yeah. You were all about this A1 that was teriyaki. So good. Yes, you were. You loved it. Yep. Put it on everything. Oh man, did you um so. I don't even know how we. Uh, I don't even want to make this a big deal, but um, Twitter took away the blue check marks. It took away mine. Yeah, you're. Oh, you had one. Mm-hmm. Okay, how's your? What y'all? You okay? I, I mean, uh, I know a lot of people were really upset. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it much. Um, you didn't go on Twitter and tell everybody you didn't care. No, I have not done that. Well, a lot of people did that. Mike. I, I've noticed that actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> why do you think that is? I just think it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> but wait a second. You got your blue check mark back. You yeah, went and bought it. I paid it. And I don't, I don't see a problem with that, by yeah. the way. I don't want people to get scammed. I'm afraid of right. impersonators. Right. We've, I've been relatively issue. fortunate for the most part across all social media platforms not to have had a massive issue that's created some problem for someone else, right? But I've heard stories, and we see it happen time and time again, 
to other people that I follow in my own timeline. They'll be like, hey, this ain't me. They're asking for money. Don't do it. This mm. is not me. They'll post, the, you know, people will screenshot the account right. that's impersonating them and then put it out there and say, don't do this. Yeah. It's like, holy I mean, that has happened to me as well, to be honest with you. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, I, I do think that there's actual reason now to consider paying for that verification check mark because I think it comes with services. Utility. Yeah, services yeah. That, uh, uh, that Twitter never before offered yeah. in, in terms of that thing. Your, so tw I think your Twitter's reason. blue, right? So I can change it to any color. Like my Twitter is, uh, here, let me show you. <laughs> this ain't worth eight bucks, but. Um, <laughs> the look. color change? Yeah, yeah, it's all orange. Well, there you go. Um, Maybe I that love, is worth yeah, eight I bucks. I love the color, color orange. That's worth about 99 cents. Yeah. Look, the icon, it's changed the icon to orange, too. Wow, well, look at there. Yeah, that's worth about So you cents, just, you're amused by people that are out there saying what exactly? Like they're just saying. Hey, I, I'm not going to get a. I don't, I, well, I don't, what do they say? I, I guess I don't really. If you say, if you go on there and say, I ain't paying eight bucks for this, fine. That doesn't really. The people that go on there and say, yep, my blue check mark's gone and I couldn't care less is just kind of amusing to me. Because you're probably thinking, if it didn't matter to you, why are you on here tweeting yeah. about it so I know? Yeah. I have a. I bet there's an unspoken theory or a, a sort of an instinctual thing, and maybe that's their way of verifying oh. themselves, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. or at least validating the themselves. The person, people go on there and go, "I never had a blue check mark. I never needed one, and I never will have one." Like, okay, <laughs> that's code for I want it. I need it. You don't have to say. I don't, I don't you, know wait, what that you, means. You don't have to say who, but did, are you thinking of somebody specifically who said that? I saw that. On oh, social you saw media. it. Yeah. And your and your response is. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. No, there's maybe it's their way of sort of just get, making themselves feel good. Maybe there's this insecurity they didn't know they had, and they're just saying, I'm going to say this for the record. And then instinctually they're thinking, yeah. and now I'm, I, this is my own way of verifying myself. Yeah. Maybe that, I, yeah. You know, I guess it's a, maybe a release. Yeah. Maybe that, yeah, maybe. You're like, I got to blow off some steam. Right. I don't care about this. Right. I'm going to tell them. I gotta tell everybody. <gasps> I gotta tell everybody. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about it. All right, now you've yeah. done it. Now I feel good. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just that was an interesting um, moment in time, yeah. uh, period of about twelve to twenty-four hours on Twitter, where <clears throat> there was a lot of conversation around it. What do you think about the companies having to pay? Was like a thousand dollars a month God, to be right. verified? Yeah, that's twelve crazy. grand a year. Holy smokes. To get a gold check mark. Yeah. I thought those were free. Well, some companies have got them for free. Yeah. And some, I also saw where some Twitter users have gotten the blue check mark back for free. If you go in there and can somehow get Elon's attention. Well, I know one that did. It was LeBron who went out there and did the very thing you said. I ain't paying $8. I don't need to be verified. And they gave him one. And uh, Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen also, did it? Yeah. Well, that's random. Yeah. Anyhow, we're looking for people for verification of that, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> I just wonder where it all is going to go. You know, what's going to happen? Yeah. So it, will, it, will it just, you know, kind of be this, uh, it's a bit of a by the seat of your pants kind of thing right now, right? It is. I, and to be honest mm -hmm. with you, I was going to do some more research on it to see what, you know, in terms of 
you know, Dirty Mo Media as a company and, you know, the people around here, if it makes sense from as a content creating yeah. standpoint, uh, standpoint, if it makes sense for verification, and if it doesn't, we won't do it. I think if it wasn't for... But I'm not going to go walk everybody through my thought process yeah. while I go through it either. I guess if it wasn't for impersonators or people trying to scam, I wouldn't be too... I wouldn't worry about it at all. I wouldn't care about it. But, yeah. you know, anyways... Let's move on to Talladega. Um, we had, uh, you know, we, we had a massive crash, one that I have, you know, we hadn't seen an impact like this in a really long time. We certainly haven't seen an impact like this with the next-gen car where um, Kyle Larson gets uh, turned sideways, comes back across the track into the path of Ryan Priest, and Ryan Priest nails him right in the door of the passenger side of his car. Nearly almost wide open. I mean, Ryan's trying to get through the crash. If you saw the in-car footage of, of Ryan Priest, uh, man, violent. And um, there's, it's all over social media if you haven't seen it. Uh, pretty incredible just to show you what the drivers go through uh, during those type of events. And um, we also saw a quick shot of the passenger side of Kyle Larson's car and what appeared to be uh, some relatively severe damage and destruction to the roll cage of the car so the center section of the car the four four points that surround the driver have always kind of been a very good focus for nascar in any kind of a horrific crash where cars are flipping tumbling getting ran into and so forth making sure that those four points are always secure and that nothing intrudes on that has been kind of the that's that's the main most important uh thing to to pay attention to in a crash and now we have an X-Gen car with um, some intrusion there. And NASCAR has decided to take both of these cars back, which is such a smart thing to do. Obviously, you definitely want to be able to look at the five car, find out how the welds ripped apart and broke, how the door bars basically folded into the interior of the car, understand what can change there to maybe improve that scenario going forward. But taking the Priest car, <clears throat> that is really where the answers to this whole puzzle lie. And let's go back to um, last year, drivers backing into the wall and getting issues uh, with concussions and so forth, and just talking, verbally discussing about how hard those hits were. These really mundane you know, hits that we'd seen for years, uh, drivers were having problems with them. Even talking at Martinsville and, and places like Martinsville and, and the Coliseum, how just traditional bumping in the corner was really severe and overly, overly difficult to, to, to manage. Um, NASCAR went and looked at the rears of these cars, made a lot of changes in the offseason to try to improve how they absorb energy. One of the things that they, um, they have on this car is this aluminum bracing. And it's kind of a webbed uh, piece uh, that, that it's, there's, I believe, four of these on each end of the car. Two on the outside corners and then two in the center that basically mount the bumper of the car to the chassis, to the, to the front clip and the rear clip. And for the most part, I believe those pieces went relatively unchanged during the process of NASCAR making the rear clips crush more and absorb more damage and so when i saw this crash and how the 41 car kind of speared into the five and how it damaged the roll cage i thought to myself man i wonder what those how, i wonder how those aluminum 
braces performed in this accident. And so I got in touch with some people, and I think that that, this is what NASCAR, so NASCAR taking the 41 car back, they will see, I believe, that this is a great area for them to pay attention to and to focus and improve on. Uh, the front, we've, we've made some great gains in the rear clips of these cars to allow them to absorb more hits, but now this is a chance for them to look at the front clip of Priest's car, particularly those aluminum braces that web out to the front bumper. Now, how can we allow those pieces to absorb way, way more energy in a head-on collision like that? Because without them being able to destroy themselves in a crash like that, they do become that spear that's going to drive right through that roll cage of the five car. Mm. That would have been a nasty wreck. That would have damaged the roll cage of that race car regardless. It was a hard hit. But the amount of damage I'm sure NASCAR feels is far, far too much. And I think that the answers to the, to the solution are more in the nose of the 41 car than in the door bars and how to improve the welding and gussets there. Okay. Just to recap here, you're basically saying the way, the way they put emphasis in the rear, on the rear clip and, and its ability to crush and dissipate and, and absorb energy, you're saying that they need to start focusing on the front clip, particularly as you're saying that Ryan Priest's car showed that it did not crush at all and you keep using the word spear so these these struts these these uh this webbing you're saying is did not change anything and that's in fact what completely destroyed and moved bars into places that they don't belong yeah those those mounting pieces those aluminum mounting pieces that mount from the clip to the front bumper are actually present in both the front and the rear of the car NASCAR made a lot of changes to the back of the car in the offseason. But these pieces remain relatively unchanged. Got it. All right? They're on the back and the front. I think that is a new area maybe where NASCAR can see how that those pieces can change so that they destroy themselves. You know, they made, I believe, you know, in my opinion, this is my own opinion, NASCAR wanted to make a car that could handle impacts and so forth but these pieces would relatively survive so that NASCAR wouldn't or so that the owners wouldn't be afforded the cost of replacing all these pieces week after week after week. And so maybe in that attempt to try to make a car that's more cost effective and more durable, you know, these pieces have been have been made too too tough. Too durable. Too wow. durable. Yeah. And so I'm speaking about these very these aluminum pieces that are that are um, it's it's they base they're boxed they're they're big webbed boxes of aluminum basically that hold the bumpers on both ends of the car and those didn't really move or change a lot in in form and shape during this crash and I think if they absorb they should destroy themselves they should they should be unrecognizable when you when you when you look at this forty one car and I think NASCAR has a great opportunity here and I I am hundred percent confident that they are going to make some great adjustments to what they see um when we look at the car it's a scary thing now i have to say if this impacts on the pa on the driver's side i feel a, a lot more confident in the integrity of the roll cage for the driver's side of the race car okay, why is that um the driver's side of the race car obviously the the holes in the roll cage on the door 
at the door bars is 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 boxed in. It's framed in by a plate. It's plated. Hmm. But the tubing is also double tubing. And so all of that is built like a tank on the left side that would have been damaged, but I doubt we would have seen intrusion, um, but we don't want to find out, right? So I think NASCAR knows they don't want to find out in a real case scenario. And I'm looking at those aluminum braces on the front and back of these race cars, and I'm looking at those really hard and trying to find a way to get those to accordion and impact. And that will be just that will just have to be. And, and the the issue, which is not a bad. This is the the problem is is now those will more likely be damaged in minimum impacts and have to be replaced. It's a cost issue, hmm. right? That I think the teams understand that they're going to have to incur. Uh, going forward for these cars to be able to absorb these kind of crashes. I mean, that the, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing these cars have contact on the nose and on the back that would have destroyed the rear clip in the old car, right? And these cars bounce off walls and look un, unscathed. The shape of the car, relatively unchanged, it's because of these braces. Hmm. Right, they're staying in. They're staying in place. The bumpers are staying in place. Everything, everything pops right back out. So, um, I'm excited. You know, I know this is unfortunate to have to go through this kind of a situation and see this kind of destruction to the five car and how scary that is. But I'm excited for NASCAR to have that opportunity to 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 learn from this, and uh, and I believe they will learn in a way that the guys don't don't seem to have suffered any major uh, That's injuries. Right. Yeah. That's what what a blessing that Talk is. Talk to both of them. Talk to Priest. He says he's sore, but uh, and he says, of course, it was the worst hit he's ever had, but he's relatively good. Um, and I talked I talk to um, Larson to Larson, and he's like, I'm I'm I feel incredible. Uh, he's surprised at wow. how, how well he feels. Wow, uh, that I is thought, amazing. Yeah, because I mean, again, we just we're not even a year removed from two guys suffering concussions, yeah. missing races. One of them yeah. ended his career, and and Kyle Larson took that hit All and right. didn't have anything. The the guy, so the, the you know the guys the guy who feels probably the best. Out of you know a brief, very brief text conversation I had with each driver, Larson's uh, I, Larson's. Hey man, I feel fine, hundred percent. Now, his car absorbed a great deal, almost all of that impact. Right, door bars crushed into the center of the car, all kinds of destruction. Guy feels the best. The man, the other driver who feels quite a bit sore, worst impact I've ever had in my life. I'm gonna, I'm fine, but dang, his car. You could argue absorb absorbed minimum mm-hmm. impact, right? Nothing or nothing around that car that you would typically expect to to collapse, to crunch, to to absorb energy did, right? All, that car basically, you know, from from the bumper back didn't not a not a not as much damage was done as what you see on the five car. So that should tell you in your mind, like, hey, okay, we got to get this forty one car in this instance. To share some of the energy, let's let's figure out a way for it to for it to take on a bunch of the destruction and energy that's happening in that moment, to where the damage to the five is minimized quite a bit. But anyways, uh, yeah, that was that was you know the race itself. We we had a, there was some conversation around this super speedway package and the two by two racing that we see, and we did first stage, second stage, 
two trains side by side. You know, you 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 don't you don't see guys jump to the outside and drive to the front, or you don't see people driving through the middle, um, getting big runs and making these you know passes uh, that like we used to see. And as the race was going on, you're you know I'm thinking, man, this is disappointing. Uh, what is it about this car? What is going on? And then third stage, when it all starts to matter, did we not see a completely different race? Did we not see three lanes? I saw three lanes. I saw, in fact, I saw one time the third lane catapulted Bubba Wallace to the lead. Yeah, yeah. So I was sitting there going, "Oh, okay, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's nothing wrong with this car. It's tar- you know, maybe there's nothing wrong with the package, right? The super speedway package, and we can debate that super speedway package. Boy, we beat we beat up, we beat up the short track package last week. This super speedway package, though, has been debated for uh, two decades mm-hmm. or more. Right, ever since the plate came, wickers on the roof, wickers on the rear spoilers, different plates, more plates, more plates, drag here, drag there. <laughs> I mean, we've we've changed this package a hundred times, so why, by all means, we can discuss it, critique it, uh, celebrate it, uh, punish it, whatever. Right, but I feel like I, the, the the third stage that I saw is what I'd love to see at a restricted plate race. Or what I'd love to see at Daytona and Talladega. We can't even call them restricted plates anymore because they don't run those, but old habits die hard. So the third stage, I saw what I was wanting to see all day long. It's there. It's possible. But how do how do we get that in stage one and two, I guess, is the question for me. Mm. They, the drivers will tell you, look, man, I'm, I'm riding. I'm taking it easy. Right. You know, if I can't – if I'm – if it don't look like I'm going to get any stage points – I have no, you know, there's no incentive for me to put myself in any kind of a situation that's going to knock me out of this race early. And uh, and then at the in the third stage, it's 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 what you would expect out Start of. Start seeing a lot of uh, aggressive blocking yeah. and all the, the things that you typically see at a restrictor plate yeah. race. And and by the way, the aggressive blocking leads to carnage, as it, it always does, does. It did. You know. It did. Every time I watch the restrictor plate races over the years, the closing rates can be different. The way the cars draft, the runs they get or they don't get, or they're not able to generate or they can generate, all of those things ebb and flow. There are absolutely days when the package looks great, and then there's days when it looks like it's a little frustrating. Um, But I'm not sure that I know if there's really anything wrong with the car at Talladega. Because what I saw at the end of the race was really entertaining. And I saw a third lane form. I saw runs start happening. I saw guys start taking risks. I saw what I would tend to expect at that that racetrack. So People expect different things out of Talladega, and some of it may be a little unfair. I mean, like there were times and periods, and you'll remember it because you were driving in them, where it was – three wide the whole race yeah. right because you know we didn't have that yep. but but there's also a, a group of people and i bet you're one of them that does not want three wide the whole race because there's well, too many things that could go wrong i don't want three wide if it's going to look exactly like two wide i don't want it to where there's you know there's three lines and nobody's moving or doing anything but i do want the cars to get big enough runs that they can swing out and go around each other and form, you know, get a couple guys teamed up to make. And they did when they really, really needed to at the end of that race. They made the moves and created the energy and put the runs together that needed to happen. Yeah. Things got pretty damn exciting. Um, there was one time where they, the outside, the middle line, the, the second groove, 
was kind of forced to go up and and stop something happening on the third groove. I think Denny drugged them up there. He was running about fourth in line on that second groove. He saw the outside coming. He's up there and everybody in front of him. Before you know it, everyone in the middle was now at the top of the racetrack in turns one and two. And the run they got off of turn two, down that back straightaway, was so badass. And I'm thinking, damn, do that again. Where is that? I want more of that right there. So the, 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 the car can do it. Hmm. The car can do it. And it's the fact that during stage one and stage two of that race, there's no incentive. Rightfully so. There's no real incentive other than some stage points to do anything, you know, to really get into a racy, racy situation. Before we go on to, de- uh, to Ask Junior, just wanted to touch on a big conversation that's been happening. Denny Hamlin, obviously, weeks ago, penalized for conversations that, uh, about intentionally wrecking he had on his podcast. Uh, and Corey LaJoy comes out in an interview, not on his podcast. He was doing another interview. He did uh, it on his podcast, too. Oh, he did? Yeah, two, two places. Two, oh, so he said it twice. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, Corey LaJoy comes out and says – Relatively, hey man, I was trying to wreck Kyle Busch at Martinsville, um, and you know, and he didn't succeed. But he said, hey man, my intentions was to wreck. I wanted to bring out a yellow, anyways. I really was, you know, I was struggling at that moment in the race. He was frustrating me, um, and so a lot of you know, a lot of people said, hey, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference in these two situations? One guy gets penalized, one guy doesn't. Uh, Kyle Busch even comes out and says in some comments this weekend that there's a double standard. Uh, between the two drivers and um, you know I I don't really my opinion about all of this is that neither driver should be suspended or penalized and uh, it's a non-issue this is the type of thing that I want to hear from these drivers what uh, what Corey said on his show is what I want drivers to be saying what I want to hear from them I want to hear the truth I don't want to hear bullshit Oh man, we just racing. That was yeah. oh man, you know I yeah. got it. I made it. I got loose. Or I I accidentally hit him. That was oh my bad. You know I wasn't trying to wreck him. Now I want to hear the truth. And if that's really his truth, I want him to be able to say that without repercussions. Same for Denny Hamlin on his show. Um, you ready to move on? Let's go to Ask Junior. And we're live, Dale. All right, thank you, man. Everybody, hey, thanks for tuning in to um, another uh, Ask Junior here live on YouTube with Dirty Mo Media uh, and the Dale Junior Download. Mike Davis is here, my co-host in the Bojangle Studio. We've had a great show today. I ha- you know, we made some great points today, but let's get right to it. Yeah, we did. And you mentioned the uh, A one steak sauce conversation, and uh, it ties perfectly in with this first question from Oliver. Uh, if I were to come over to your house and you were to make me the best meal that you could possibly make, what would it be? The best meal? Oh, if I was trying to make something feel and 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 I would I would be confident that this was going to be great. Uh, probably brisket. I, I feel like um, you know, I don't know that I don't know that I do anything with consistency, uh, and I'm not a massive cook. I grill, right? My wife's like, hey grill this chicken grill these steaks whatever i can just throw it on the grill and it's good to go i can do those things um but i don't do it with regularity so i don't think that i have a great steak or a great piece of chicken uh but brisket i that's a two-day process that i'm more than willing to dive into hardcore to make sure that it's going to be amazing good deal yeah the pressure's on now all right let's (laughs) do it 
don't tempt me. Don't make. I don't, don't need don't a reason. Don't tempt you with a yeah. good time. I don't need a reason to go smoke some meat. Let's do it. Awesome. Uh, this next question, uh, funny enough, coming from the YouTube chat from Mike Davis. Uh, there's someone named Mike Davis in the there YouTube you chat. Unless, Mike, name, you're on man. your phone. Yeah, it's yeah. uncommon. Uh, they ask, who would win in a game of beer pong between you and Amy? Probably Amy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't even hit the trash can over here with the <laughs> with these papers. Every time we get through with you know with with some paper here, I miss the, I miss the basket. But um, probably Amy. Yeah. yeah. Flip cup though, I'm pretty good at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm decent at flip cup. Two two completely different games. Yeah. Uh, this next question coming from Jake: Is there a story behind you dyeing your hair blonde, and did you uh, get any crap for it back in the day? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much of a story. So I was, um, I was going with Teresa to get my hair cut by the same in the same building that she would go to, and so whenever she was going to go get her hair done, she would just schedule me a haircut, and I'd go and get my hair cut while I was, while that was going on. Otherwise, I wouldn't ever get it. I wouldn't never get it cut, right? And um, the 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 person that was cutting my hair is like, hey, man, you want some highlights? And I was like, "What? yeah, what is, what is that, right? So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So he puts this cap on my head, and he uh, starts sticking this metal pointy thing to – it's like got a little hook on it, <laughs> and he sticks it through the cap and pulls hair out, right, to be able to highlight the hair. And, and you don't highlight the whole thing. Uh, you put the cap on so you just get a couple strands here and there, and that freaking hook would hurt. Cause it pokes into your head every time he goes through this cap, and uh, I'm, you know, my eyes are watering. Uh, but then they pull the hair through, and then they brush this bleach on there that bleaches it, and then lets it sit for a while, wash it out, pull the cap off, and cut your hair, and you're highlighted. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it looked great. But eventually, I went there, and I was like, you know what? I ain't wanting that cap, and I ain't wanting to get poked with that thing. And he's like, let's just. Uh, how let's just bleach the top no mm. you know let's just bleach the whole thing and i was like yeah, well let's do it and uh so that's how that happened i think i did it once and didn't ever go back and get it done again no highlights no nothing i was done with the cap i was done with all of that but and my eyes are almost watering just thinking about that thing going through that cap and poking you in the head it hurt. <laughs> there was a moment in this story by the way that i was rooting for the story to go like this i went to get my hair cut and Teresa had the stylist highlight my hair without him knowing it no. until afterwards. Now, there was a moment. Now, I know that it didn't go that way, but that would have been, uh, that'd have been a new development. There. <laughs> yeah. Nope. That would have been a new development <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the family saga. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> Teresa was cool. At, you know, there was some moments when there was – listen, man. You know, so let me tell you. All right, fine, fair enough. One, one day, um, I'm living in my double-wide trailer. Who's, who's got to vacuum the carpet in the double wide? Damn thing's full of carpet. I got to vacuum it. It don't get vacuumed if I ain't. Like, so I'm vacuum, you know, I'm vacuuming and my vacuum breaks. Happened to be over at the office. Dad and Teresa are sitting in there. And I mentioned that I had to go buy a vacuum. And Teresa goes, hey, no, no, no. I got a vacuum. I got an extra vacuum. And she goes and gets me a vacuum. Um, Dad has a bunch of ski nautiques. Okay, boats. Every time you'd win Atlanta in the 90s, they gave you a ski nautique, <laughs> and he would get so many that he parked them in this warehouse. I said, uh, hey, Dad, I want. Uh, I got the weekend off. I want to take uh, one of your ski nautiques out on the lake, me and my friends. 
no no way in hell I'm letting you take that ski. No, no, are you crazy? Dumbest, why would you even ask me something like that? Teresa's sitting over in the corner. Dale, why, do you want, why don't you let him take it? They're just sitting in that warehouse. He wants to go out on the lake with his friends. Let, let him take the boat. Hmm. There you go. All right. That's it. Two stories I didn't see coming. To huh? be honest with you. Just a couple ah. examples. Can, can I ask though? Did your dad ever? I mean, how many ski nautics do you think he I ended think up collecting over the six? What? I think. And did you ever remember him going out on any of those ski nautics? There was one that he used a little bit, and that's the one I wanted to borrow. Okay. I was like, not going to take the brand new one. Uh, I think he won four or five of those. Had bought one. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, there was there was a lot of Atlanta wins there in a the little stretch, but. Mm. The one that we took out, it was me and Hank Parker Jr. I'm like, Dad, it's Hank Parker Jr. He's a fisherman, boater. You know, he knows the lake. I'm, I mean, he's going to be with me. We're going to be fine. We come. He comes back home from the race, and I got the boat hooked up to my truck, still in the driveway, and you can't see the floor in that thing for all the empty beer cans. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, I thought I knew better than to let you borrow this boat. Never got to use it again. Oh, man. Maybe clean up next time, or I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> Teresa, you gonna explain to him that I'm a drinker and I can drink my beer? What are you doing, Teresa? What the hell? Glad no. you're on my side on this. Self awareness is yeah. not not no. part of my. No, okay. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, time for one one more yeah, quick yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. One more quick one uh, from Jonathan. Do you remember your first date with Amy? Yes. Yeah, we went out to eat somewhere. Gosh, she's gonna be mad at me. We, but she might come back this week and we can talk about this. We went out to eat to dinner somewhere. It was nothing. I mean, it was like, you know. <sighs> Just like not a big yeah. event. Yeah. No, yeah. it was like uh, it was like Applebee's or somewhere, right? You know. High end. Yeah. Yeah. Go treat her like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to impress her. I'm going to show her what's up. Yeah. Life of Dale Jr. is going to be yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Applebee's. God, God almighty. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I don't. So that back then, you know, my this is not who I am today. But back then, I was like, I don't go on dates. Mm. I don't date. Yeah, you know, we're we're together or we're not. And I don't we're not. I don't. It t- I, t- I would tell her for the longest time. She's like, she would su- she would say, When's the last time we went to eat together? When's the last time you know we went to uh, even pie in the sky or a steakhouse or somewhere? And I'm like, that don't cross my mind to go do those things. Like if you want to go out to eat, say, Hey, take me out to eat tomorrow. And I'll do it. But I'm never going to go, man, you know what? We need to go out to eat. I need to make a date. That just wasn't in my mind, right, to go do those things. And so now it does. Now it's kind. Now that I know it's fun and, I, and, and damn, you know, we, we do need those moments where we can go sit at the steakhouse and just talk about nothing. Um, now I'm eager to do it. But back then I was like, why we want to do that, man? Let's just go drinking with my buddies, or let's just go, let's go to the racetrack, or you know, let's go out on the lake, let's go on the boat. Nowadays, you guys can both go to a steakhouse and use steak sauce at yeah. the restaurant. He won. I'm wonder, taking it with me. I, I, I wonder if Amy would have said, questioned his a one, you know, my, uh, addiction. Yeah. If it, if the if the relationship would have ever got off the ground, now. yeah, may not have. This might have been a deal breaker. He prioritized stuff, and what we've learned today is that April steak sauce is right up there with family. (laughs) He's probably thinking it. All right, Mike, that's a lot of fun. We're going to wrap it up Tuesday. Tomorrow, don't forget, we have Tony Stewart coming in as our guest. Um, 
We'll have the uh, Thursday show. Going to probably bring Amy back on here to talk a little bit. That was a lot of fun having her on here. Uh, Steve Latar's going to drop by for our Thursday show. Yeah, that'd be you know, fun. We're going to enjoy uh, some of the games we've been playing uh, with Steve, and that should be pretty interesting. But we're going to open the door let you guys out. While you're headed on out the door, enjoy Tyler Gray, Race Rewrap. It's Talladega, baby. You gotta go 500 miles just to earn one. Got a draft with the pack and don't look back. Hope you got a sim to learn some. 2.66 all the way around. Just four of them to turn one. And you better not forget that finish line's but a thousand feet toward turn one. It's speedway racing at its finest. Races to wait all year for. It's drafting and bumping and passing and dumping. I'm here for the three and four wide wait. They're going two by 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 two. I'm no engineer that much is clear, but I mean like. Come on, shine. Spend all day with two conga lines for an overtime wreck in turn one. Just fix the package, it's not that hard. Gotta drop the power, de drag the car. This might have been cool in 2002. Would a little change really be too far? I get it. Pack racing's a draw, and we're all about that cheddar. But these drivers are best in the world, right? So why is Xfinity better? Or probably get blasted, thrown on a black. Let's give an opinion as chatter. But I'm just a dude without any clue. Making raps in this room, I don't matter, right? Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.